Hello, I'm here to tell you about Probably True, a slightly filthy podcast talking about queer life and even queerer sex, with plenty of knob jokes thrown in, just for fun. It's called Probably True, but it's all real. My mum listens and she doesn't need to know about the time I ended up covered. Actually, never mind. If you want to find out what happened, you'll have to download it. Just search for Probably True wherever you get your podcasts and you can find out all the silly, sexy, funny, filthy details. Welcome to the Astroholic Explains, a podcast where we try to explain the universe's greatest mysteries with fictional stories, Q&As, and interviews. Join Dr. Alfredo Carpinetti, the self-styled astroholic, and Chris, my partner in life and in science. Featuring experts and brilliant voice actors, join us in a light-hearted journey of discovery. Today's question comes from Jake, or J7URN on Twitter, who I believe it's his birthday today. So, happy birthday, Jake, from the future! No, wait. <laughs> we, are, we are definitely keeping it in, uh, because uh, you don't understand how the linear progression of time works. <laughs> Uh, okay, happy birthday for the past, I guess. Yes. Sorry about that. Normal service. <laughs> well, this is normal service. Anyway, Jake's question. Why do all of our planets orbit the sun at the same horizontal axis? It seems like that's a lot of wasted space. Taking a deep breath to deal with the pun. Um, no, that is a very, very good question. We don't call it an horizontal axis, we call it the horizontal plane. Did he not say plane? Because I... No, you're right, he said axis and that confused me because I thought he was talking about the, the axis of the individual planets and I immediately came back with, no, look at Uranus, because Uranus is at a complete tilt. Yes. And But that's not what he meant. He meant, like, all of the planets. They're all flat. And I didn't think they were flat. <laughs> Okay, let's explain it a little bit better rather than saying that all of the planets, they're all flat, oh, which God, is yes. extreme flat hurting. <laughs> flat galaxy. No. The, the galaxy oh, is actually quite okay. flat. It, okay, but that's a, this is a tangent. What? When are we not going on a tangent? Okay, no, okay, let's stop. Let's stop, let's stop. Let's go back to the discussion. So I um, thought that I've seen GIFs of the solar system. Mm-hmm where the sun is in the middle and then the sun is going in one direction like let's say for the sake of this the sun is going upwards okay and all of the other planets in the solar system they're obviously going with the sun Mm -hmm. but they were all like all over the place there was some up if we're thinking of this as like a 2d thing there was some in the northwest there was some in the southeast there was another planet up to the right there was one down to the left but in actuality all of the planets in the solar system are on the same plane? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'm hoping, dear listener, that you're enjoying uh, how much uh, this episode is visual uh, for all of you. Uh, but yes, the orbits of every planet in the solar system, it's very close to the equator of the sun. Hmm. I think that is uh, fairly... Ooh, is this something to do with oh what's the word what's the word like platypus no that's really confused Chris (laughs) sorry (laughs) 
um, uh, the the momentum thing. Yes, like yes, yes. When, should... when a, I always remember the analogy of when a ballet dancer spins and that is very good. What is middle. that? I can't remember. It's like spinning momentum, mm. something momentum, something momentum. Gravitation. What <clears throat> is it spanning? Circular momentum. Mm. Angular momentum. Angular momentum. Correct. <laughs> Getting a gold star today. Yes. So what is that called? Angular momentum. Yeah, no, no, but the physical oh. law important behind it. What what is happening relativity. to the relativity? No, Einstein's law of relativity. No. Um, First of all, it's thermodynamics. No. <laughs> We're just gonna throw I, stuff. I, li- I sound drunk. <laughs> yes, yeah, not even drunk today. Um, um. Um. Just wait a few seconds and it's going to say quantum angular momentum. I I wouldn't say quantum. I know it's not magic. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, for all those you don't know, Alf just scowled at me. (laughs) Well, all of them don't know. Again, it's not a visual medium. Why are we so visual today? Anyway, so what's happening to the angular momentum? It's spinning. The angular momentum itself is not spinning. It's the property of an object that spins. From 10 minutes ago till now, how has the angular momentum changed? On the planets or of the sun? Or of me? No, not me, I'm not spinning. <laughs> You're not spinning. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, so of the planets? Of the planets, of the sun. I guess they've moved a bit. Okay, there's an important thing about angular momentum. Okay, what happens? So why the rate of which the ballerina or the ice skater changes when they have hands out and hands close to the body? Why does it change? Not to do with the point of gravity, no? No. So Mm. what's happening to the angular momentum? Is it something to do with it getting narrower and wider or...? Yes. But what's happening to the angular momentum? Nothing? Nothing, correct. So we say that the angular momentum is... Unchanged. A better word than that? Stable. Constant. You were so close. Continuing. (laughs) Concentrated. The law of con of the angular momentum. Conservation. Yes! Yes! Fuck. Got there in the end. Yes. Bloody hell. So... Great, the angular momentum is conserved. Why does that matter? Because otherwise the planets will just fly off wherever they want. No, because that, no, that's not going in the episode. <laughs> that is definitely. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, that's very good. I'm here for it. Yeah. So, what is happening? We need to go back to the very beginning of the solar system. So we just have a big gas cloud and from the gas cloud at the core of this gas cloud or in a place that has a little bit uh, more density, what happens? Gravity. So the gravity starts pulling things together. Eventually, I pull enough mass to collapse into a star and start nuclear fusion. And that is how the sun very, very quickly was born. As things fall under the action of gravity, they start moving. And they move because of how gravity works, so that it follows curved lines, acquires angular momentum. And so the protosun starts spinning. 
and that is now in the solar system where I think 98 or 99% of the whole mass of the solar system is. That so, much? Yeah. 98%? So, yeah, so it, yes. So it has a huge, huge oh. angular momentum compared to everything else. So as it starts spinning, what happens? The cloud around start moving and it flattens out. The best description that I can think of in my head is if you ever seen a professional pizza maker spinning a pizza oh, on their hands yeah. in the in the air, that is what happens. Is the fact that as it spins, because there are things that had more or less angular motion, things move out, and this is because of conservation of angular momentum, uh, which is done by. Uh, the velocity and the um, distance from the axis of rotation. And the axis of rotation of the solar system is inside the sun. This is what happens. And so you'll say, okay, oh, that's very nice and easy. So all the planets are in a nice, simple plane. It's not exactly correct anymore because there are interactions uh, between the planets. There's probably been a lot of... Uh, chaos in the very beginning of the solar system so there are things around the plane of the solar system but not exactly a sort of the same level of the equator what is interesting is we only just started measuring these properties for other star systems and we found others that are like uh, ours but we also found things that are completely different from what we see. Like, uh, there's one that orbits uh, its star on a polar plane. So it means that it goes around uh, 90 degrees from uh, the equator. And we are not sure how those kind of things uh, um, evolve. Hmm. So is it other stars? Is other planets uh, in, the, in the very beginning of the formation? And what we see in our solar system is certainly not uh, um, the exception, but it's also definitely not the rule. We know that this is uh, how a simple plane is how things start, but there is more to it. And we have a lot of doubts on how exactly planetary formation happens. So I have another question that ties into this. Mm -hmm. So you have conservation of angular momentum. You mm -hmm. have all of the planets within the solar system roughly on the same plane. They're spinning around the sun, mm -hmm. orbiting to use the scientific term. They're spinning around and around and around, and gravity is keeping them within the pull of the field of the sun. Mm -hmm. Is the gravity that the sun is holding onto these planets with strong enough to fight against what in my mind seems like the inevitability of them spinning so much that they eventually break free of the sun's orbit interesting question so you are picturing it i'm picturing it like a pizza being spun <laughs> okay but the toppings are already on the pizza and if you spin fast enough all of the toppings are just going to go all over the walls yeah but uh, okay first of all when you're making pizza, the oh, spinning part yeah. is uh, is just the dough. Yeah. Um, but also, you have uh, not something that uh, 
makes the topping stick to the pizza towards the center. I think uh, it's easier to visualize it. Uh, imagine if you have uh, um, a string and a cup at the end and you start spinning that cup over your head mm -hmm. with, the, with the string. There is a tension between the cup and the string and although it's spinning around, the tension stays there so the cup go in a circle. So the planets are safe in that regard? Yeah, because gravity is there. They cannot just escape the pull of the sun. And actually, it is a very interesting question and makes you, well, realize something. In a previous episode, uh, we had Dr. David Williams, who works on the solar orbiter, and he mentioned how difficult it is to get to the sun. And last season we had another guest, Josh Laurie, who mentioned after you suggested that we just shoot uh, oh. space junk <laughs> into the sun, yeah. how difficult it is. Why do you think it's so difficult? You think like, oh, the sun, it's like the most massive things around here, uh, it's just going downhill. Why it is so difficult for us to throw something at the sun? Because of angular momentum again? because of the speed that our planet is going around the sun. So... Is it implying that anything we threw off our planet or launched into space yeah. would carry on along the trajectory of Earth? Absolutely. Mm. And it has that speed. So what happens, and it's still affected by uh, the sun's gravity, so what happens is that you need to have a way for for example, a spacecraft or your space junk uh, garbage lorry towards the sun to slow it down. But to do it with chemical rockets, it's such a huge amount of energy that uh, it's not worth it. So for mission like Solar Orbiter, for missions like uh, Bepi Colombo that is gonna visit Mercury, uh, for NASA Parker Solar Probe, what it's done is using the internal planets to sort of do clever tricks with uh, rockets and the planet's gravity and angular momentum to slow it down, change trajectory, and in a way getting closer and closer to the sun. Hmm. So it is a interesting uh, thing about the the Earth cannot just escape the gravitational pull of the Sun and it will not automatically fall in. It's, it's just moving too, too fast. Or it is moving at the right speed to be in the orbit that we are in. I have one more question linked to this subject. And it's again, it's just me trying to break the laws of physics as, I, as I'm it. prone to do. When the Sun eventually goes white dwarf, it's going to slightly collapse on itself a little bit. It's just going to be the core of it. Left. Left. Has the mass of the sun changed? Yes. So therefore the, the amount of gravity it exudes on our solar system would also have changed. Yes. Would then our planets have enough force to just drift away from what is left of our sun? Still no, just because of sizes. Okay. Like, for example... It would be a lot less gravity, but still enough to keep everything where it is. 
I'm not exactly where it is. Things will change and uh, before the sun goes white dwarf, uh, it will evolve uh, to red giant. So few planets, uh, mm. maybe an earth, uh, could be gone by then. And turning into a red giant has a whole lot of issue in terms of uh, gravity because obviously the sun will become massive in terms of size, its density will go way low, and the mass distribution will change for some planets. Things get complicated when is when you cannot just say, oh, it's gonna be a single point that it's far away. Another, maybe an example that is more interesting in terms of the complexity of mixing angular momentum, gravity, and how orbit might change, something we consider is the Earth-Moon system. So the Earth and the Moon are very unusual. Actually, the Earth and the Moon in size is like the Sun and all the rest of the planets, which is mostly Jupiter and Saturn in terms of mass combined, because um, the Moon is about 1.2% uh, the mass of the Earth. I would have thought it would be bigger. Yeah, well, it's, it's quite big in terms of... Uh, like radius, uh, it's three, I think the diameter is 3,700 something kilometers and the Earth's diameter is 12,000. Mm, but okay. obviously when you scale it uh, with volume, uh, uh, things get uh, cubed. So the moon is still huge compared to the other planets uh, to satellite ratio. To see something even close to it, we need to go to a dwarf planet on Pluto. It's Moon Charon. But the effect of the Moon are sizable. The tides slow down the spin of the Earth. So Earth's days are getting longer. The Earth's rotation is being slowed down. Tiny amount takes about 50,000 years to slow down the rotation of just one second. Wow. And at the same time, why? We said that you say, oh, Afraid about angular momentum should be conserved. Uh, it's, slow, it's slowing down. Yes, but the system, the total angular momentum of the system is conserved. So as the Earth slow down, so its spins sort of shortens, uh, sort of diminished. The distance between the Earth and the Moon increases. And what will happen at some point? Just say, oh, okay. At some point, the Moon will be too far away to be affected by that. At some point it's just gonna be, hey, this is done. The moon could escape. Uh, like, uh, you can imagine that uh, eventually will run away, but it's never going to get to that point. Mm -hmm. It will never get to a point in which the gravity of the Earth is not big enough to keep together. What will happen is a certain point, like the moon is steadily locked. So we only see one face of the moon, the near side. What happens is that at some point the Earth will also be tidally locked with the Moon. And by at some point, I mean wow. billions and billions a year. Prob so it, it will just always appear in the same place? Like, yeah, but most you'll likely... You'll only be able to see it from like Australia or something? Not like Australia, it's like one vertical side of the planet. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's it will is in such a further future that most likely other things will happen to the Earth in the meantime, so not to worry about. The moon will be poetically in the sky for a long time coming. Well, a few things there blew my mind, and I've learned a lot from this one. Wonderful. And please don't hate me for probably forgetting conservation of angular momentum 
some point in the future, yet again. I look forward to just making you guess uh, the more <laughs> conservation uh, once again. Thanks, Jake, for sending in your question. Thank you, Jake. It was really fun to answer. And have a happy birthday for next year, and then it's going to be from the past. <sighs> okay. Thank you very much. And this is it for another episode of The Astrolic Explains. Follow us on social media at The Astroholic and feel free to send in more questions.